Okay, welcome to a brand new episode of Learn About World Cuisine, covering Spain. Today is all about Spain. First 15 minutes, here's what you're going to hear. Fascinating facts about Spain. You're going to learn a lot of good stuff. Chocolate was invented in Spain. Spain is the EU's second largest country. Uh, tons of other stuff. I have 100 facts all together that are going to blow your mind. Second 15 minutes is our co-host, Peter DeFeo. He is a world traveler. You know Peter from The Sopranos. And Peter was in American Gangster. And he actually starts people in the business of acting. He will come on 15 minutes into the podcast. He will give you his real-life experience in Spain, which is fascinating stuff. He'll tell you stories. It's a lot of times you can do research uh, and uh, learn about stuff. But if you have a guy who's actually been there, it enhances uh, the experience, uh, the listening experience. Our third uh, 15-minute segment is with our alcohol expert, Matt Maratea. Uh, we have a lot of listeners to this show who have given me feedback that they like to try out different cuisines from around the world at home. Uh, Matt will give you the best alcohol pairings with uh, the cuisine of Spain, Spanish cuisine, and that will happen 45 minutes into this podcast. So let's get started. Let's blow your mind. That's our. We have fun every week writing facts. Uh, just so we can purposely blow our listeners' minds with this crazy stuff that we have learned. Uh, Spain is the EU's second largest country. Oh, nudity is legal in Spain. That is why I will be there next week. Uh, <laughs> it's the fifth largest population in Europe. Has the second longest life expectancy at 83 years old. Think about that for one minute. If you live in Spain, you have a life expectancy of 83 years old. Uh, unfortunately, you guys will not be going to church in Spain because only 13.6% of the population attends church every week. Uh, Spain also has Europe's second highest unemployment rate. Uh, the first modern novel ever written was in Spanish. Uh, 406 million people in the world speak Spanish. Let's, let's ponder that for a second. Spanish is the second uh, most spoken language in the world, and 406 million people speak Spanish. Uh, the largest city and capital is Madrid. The second largest city in Spain is Barcelona. Although Spanish is the official language, there are also four other co-official languages in Spain. The famous Sistine Chapel is also located in Spain. Uh, Christmas, if you visit Spain during Christmas time, Christmas is huge in Spain. The Spanish people really, really make a big deal out of Christmas. So if you're planning a trip to Spain, you might want to plan out for Christmas. Uh, 58 million visitors go to Spain every year. So I know a lot of you guys are out there. You're uh, a lot of world travelers out there, such as our co-host Peter DeFeo. I'm sure most of you have been to Spain. Spain is a very popular destination uh, for travel enthusiasts. Uh, I have a friend of mine I used to work with who actually 
could go anywhere in the world. He was a little bit, he had a little bit of money, and he always chose to visit Spain. So Spain is a very good traveler destination. 58 million people visit Spain every year. Uh, Spain is known for its lively festivals. Uh, there's actually a, a festival in Spain. I'm going to get to it later, but uh, they actually throw tomatoes at people, and there are over a 1,000 tomatoes thrown during that festival. Uh, the official name for Spain is Kingdom of Spain. And the national anthem in Spain has no words. So when you uh, go to Spain and they do the national anthem, it has no words. It's all musical. So uh, we'll, we'll be getting you ready for your next trip to Spain. There are no laws. Not only is nudity legal in Spain, but there are no laws uh, for people walking around in the nude in the, uh, down the street. <laughs> <laughs> so once again, I'll be going there just to celebrate nudity. <laughs> uh, 43% of the world's olive oil comes from Spain. Let's see what else. Let's, let's blow your mind here. Uh, from 2008 to 2013, Spain's uh, soccer team was named FIFA Team of the Year. So they have very good uh, history in soccer. The Tooth Fairy in Spain is actually a character that is a rodent. And that is the character that they created in Spain uh, to symbolize the Tooth Fairy. Uh, breaks, free time, and siestas are a big deal in Spain. It's a big part of Spain to go on break, have some free time, and celebrate siestas. Uh, their culture is really, uh, is really uh, keen towards that. Spain was the world's third most visited country in the year 2013. Uh, Don Quixote, the famous book, uh, was named most meaningful book of all time in 2002, and that was written uh, by a person in Spain. Uh, the quill pen originated in Spain 1,400 years ago. Here's, a, here's one that might have uh, my friend who has been divorced 10 times uh, go over there. The divorce rate in Spain is only 17%. <laughs> so the, uh, in Spain, their divorce rate is only 17%. Here's another reason why he might go over there. Spain has the second highest number of bars per person. Taylor will be over there tomorrow probably, right? Second highest number of bars per Per person is in Spain. Do not be turned off by a bar in Spain with a dirty floor because a dirty floor in a bar in Spain is considered a good bar. What they do is they just throw the trash on the floor. So if you have a bar with a really dirty floor, that means it's a popular bar. Uh, most households buy fresh bread every single day. So in Spain, it is very common for the average person to buy a fresh loaf of bread every single day. Although they are famous for red wine, the majority of the vineyards in Spain have white grapes. So that's pretty interesting. A lot of our listeners are travel enthusiasts. A lot of the places uh, I've been getting feedback are people that desire to go to the country but just don't have the funds or the means to do so these shows give you these facts to prepare you for your next trip or your or the destination that you are looking for 
So keep in mind when you go over there that most households buy a fresh loaf of bread every day. Uh, Spain is one of the world's largest producers of saffron in the entire world. The Madrid subway is the second largest in the EU and the sixth largest in the entire world. So if you are going to Madrid, keep in mind that the subway system, second largest in the EU and sixth largest in the entire world. Here is a fact that blew my mind, and I am still talking about this. I researched this about 10 days ago, and I am still blown away. Owning a home is so important in Spain that 80% of the population owns their own home. Let's, let's, let's say that again. Owning a home in Spain is so important to their culture that 80% of the people who are residents in Spain own their own home, and that's a huge percentage. And if you go to our archives, lastoutmedianetwork.com, uh, you can see our l most recent shows, and you'll see that uh, we had a lot of fascinating facts. We did two island shows. One was Samoa, and one was uh, Bora Bora. And we taught you that in Samoa, 99% of the population is literate, which I found mind-blowing. So 99% of the people of Samoa uh, can read and write with no problem. And this is another fact about Spain that blew my mind, that 80% of all people in Spain own their own home, and that is how important it is to their culture. Uh, so 80%, 8 out of every 10 people you meet in Spain owns their own home. Uh, the majority of people in Spain are Roman Catholic, although they have a wide array of religions that are accepted. If you are invited, so say you guys are planning a trip to Spain and you are invited over someone's home, it is customary to bring flowers, chocolate, or various other gifts. So if you are traveling to Spain and you meet a local and they invite you over to their home, uh, it is actually uh, customary for you to bring something. So bring flowers, chocolate, or other things as a gift to the person that owns the home that invited you. When you are doing business in Spain, we actually had an email from a guy who does business in one of the uh, island shows we did, and he was telling me that there are a lot of business things in different countries uh, that people in America might not understand. And here's one of them. So I researched this uh, because of his email. Uh, people in Spain prefer to do business face-to-face -face instead of over the phone and email. So if you're a business person and you do business in Spain, the culture prefers a face-to-face -face communication over email, phone, etc. So if you're doing business in Spain, say you're a sales uh, it might be smart to try to set up something where you can do your business face-to-face because -face, that is what they prefer. Uh, even though a beret is associated with France, lastoutmedianetwork.com, we covered it, uh, it was invented in northern Spain. Here is my favorite part. Here is what's going to take me to Spain tomorrow, Taylor. It is customary in Spain... Not to tip. 
So say you go, it doesn't matter what the cost of the meal. Say you go to Spain, you have a meal. It's actually very common for no tip. <laughs> Unlike <laughs> the USA. But in Spain, it is not customary to tip, especially if the meal is only five bucks. Uh, they consider it not necessary to tip on a low-cost meal. So I thought that was interesting. Barcelona has 15 million visitors per year, but yet Madrid only gets six or seven million. Uh, the Madrid-Barcelona route has the highest number of flights per week in the entire world. So if you're going Madrid to Barcelona, the most flights in the entire world are on that route. Uh, Spain has more than 8,000 beaches. And I'm going to give one more fact, then we're going to get a commercial, and then we're going to get Peter DeFeo, world traveler. He's been to Spain several times. Let me just give this last tip. Then we're going to get commercial, and then we're going to come back with Peter DeFeo's real-life experience. And let's go to break. Host Peter DeFeo can be found on IMDb, Peter DeFeo. YouTube, search Peter DeFeo. Facebook, Peter DeFeo. That's D-E-F-E-O. Peter also has 17 movie productions underway. DeFeo's pet project is Crazy Italians. It will have you going crazy later in 2020 on local television. Crazy Italians will be released. So please be on the lookout for this fantastic show. Let's go through some more facts. Spain loves food. So if you're a foodie like me, uh, you will love Spain. They have a famous saying that a full belly equals a happy heart. As everyone knows, Spain is known for paella. I've had, I'll tell you what, there's a place... In, that I went to that, that makes like 50 pounds of paella at a time, and it's absolutely delicious. Spain at one time was a number of kingdoms. And uh, average lifespan is 83 years. Japanese are the only people that live longer than the people of Spain. So that's interesting. It is a constitutional monarchy. There aren't many tax inspectors, so Taylor can get away with cheating the government and taxes. Let's go into voicemail. Okay. It's very good for female entrepreneurs. Spain is really very popular for female entrepreneurs. All right, here we go. Matt Maratea is your alcohol expert. Nobody knows alcohol like Matt. Matt, tell the folks about uh, what they can do if they're cooking Spanish cuisine. Uh, what kind of alcohol pairings can they have? Matt? Uh, hi, Kevin. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we called you We called you a little early, pal. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no no problem. Uh, I'm excited, though, for a, uh, a Spanish uh, episode. I think, uh, I mean, Spanish food is fantastic. I love any country pretty much. In the Mediterranean, uh, their uh, the way they cook, their diets—they all seem to just fit best with what I like to do in the kitchen, what I like to do as a diner, and what I like to do when it comes to beer, wine, uh, you know, alcohol pairing, uh, and especially 
when it comes to something like the whole idea of Popeye. Uh, you know, now it may seem a little out there uh, talking about Popeye during a pandemic, but when you do talk about Spanish cuisine, it's sort of an impossible uh, thing to avoid, right? And their craft beer scene uh, is slowly picking up. I mean, especially in Spain, they focus uh, so heavily on your wines, especially your reds. But, you know, beer and tapas is something that just it goes hand in hand naturally. Okay. So, you know, you can uh, think about certain types of things. Like, say, uh, you have your uh, grainier beers, right? You have your crisp uh, lagers. Okay? You want something that's going to go well with that. Then you have your paellas, right? Exactly. You, have, you know, you get a paella. It's got a, a black ink from a squid or maybe even some almonds in there, a nice uh, amber lager, something like that. It's bright. It's crisp. Uh, it's going to go so well with that. You can also go with, say, uh, more of a Pilsner style of beer, something uh, that's going to be more akin to a, a light beer. But as always, I would advise you, go craft, uh, go Philadelphia craft uh, yeah, right. if you can. Yeah, uh, and then, you know, moving on to something a little bit different, we have a ton of shellfish, right? Because they're seated right there on the Mediterranean. you got the Atlantic on one side. You know, if you, you know a little trade with Portugal. You got the Mediterranean on the interior. So uh, every menu you see in the kind of Spanish restaurant, Spanish culture, all of them have really fantastic seafood options, right? So uh, I know one of my favorite is shrimp. I think shrimp go pretty much with everything. And the greatest thing about shrimp is that you can cook it just so simply with just a little bit of garlic, a little bit of butter, maybe some olive oil, and then you have a dish, you have a starter. You don't need to fry it, don't need to bread it. You just serve it plain like that. And for seafood, that it has that richness, especially with the garlic and butter, I'm always going to advise something that has a little bit of a fruit note to it. Right? Whether you grab, say, a Hefeweizen or a Saison, something a little bit more funky, something a little bit uh, earthy, uh, that's something that I'm always going to advise uh, going with those. I really like the idea of also maybe pairing uh, a cloche or something that has uh, something that has a little bit of a banana note to it. You know, anything that has that sort of yeast push to the edge. Right. Uh, for that. Um, when it comes to uh, other kinds of Spanish cuisine, they have some of the best in the entire world, some of the best ham, whether it's Iberico ham, whether it's, you know, served up fat and roasted, whether it's dried, served in the slices. Um, a Spanish ham and cheese uh, is absolutely out of this world. How about uh, that? I could just, yeah, I mean, I could go there. I could eat ham and a little Manchego cheese uh, my entire stay there. Wow. Uh, and for those, I mean, that's just, the rich factor uh, and a little bit of the salt, too. Uh, they're both salty and both rich at the same time. It's off the charts. So I'm going to favor something that has uh, a little bit more bitterness, maybe a little darker 
in complexion. Uh, you could do anything from, say, a black lager uh, to maybe even a nice roasted porter, something smoked like that. Nice. Because you want something that's going to be able to, you're going to be able to cut through some of that richness, right? So you want something maybe a little brown. I really like, uh, actually, I do like a black lager in this scenario because it's going to be smooth. It's not going to be overpowering. Uh, you know, a lot of people can complain about, say, a stout or a porter as being a little bit heavy. But I think a black lager is really going to hit that sweet spot between cutting through the richness but still remaining drinkable. Right. Uh, you know. Matt, let me Obviously, ask you, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Yeah, we received a few uh, a lot of feedback. A lot of our listeners are actually people that like to experiment at home. They like to cook mm-hmm. cuisines from around the world. The majority of our listener feedback is for people like that. Uh, did you mention yes. about paella? Because I I have personal friends that make paella. Did you mention your favorite pairing with paella? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, with paella, I would say probably just uh, an amber lager or maybe a bohemian or a pilsner, something like that. It's very simple because with paella, right, there's, there's so much going on, right? right? Yeah. Uh, you can have, I, I mean, you've got some maybe saffron going in there. You've got the rice. You could have uh, rabbit, chicken, duck. I mean, you got your beans, sometimes snails, artichokes. I mean, the the list of what you can actually make uh, with a paella, whether you're going traditional, whether you're going modern, whether you're putting a different twist on it, right? Uh, is you know uh, the depth of flavor you can get from that means that you really want to keep your uh, you really want to keep whatever you're drinking nice and clear, right? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, paella is something that you could do with uh, maybe even something a little more earthy or something a little heartier that isn't traditionally uh, Spanish, right? Because paella sort of comes back from, you know, in, from when the Moors invaded, going all the way back to, wow. let's say, the 10th century. <laughs> because wow. they didn't have rice in Spain until, you know, uh, until the, uh, the Muslims. Uh, came in from northern Africa. See, this stuff so is really fascinating. Really yeah, this stuff is really fascinating mm-hmm. because I'm sure we have listeners listening to this episode. And one of the great things about this show is I'm sure you have eaten Spanish food. Some of these, you know, some of the people have eaten Spanish food several days a week, but they probably didn't know this kind of information. You know what I mean? It's easy to just, mm-hmm. it's just easy to grab a fork and a spoon and, and, and munch down. But it is actually interesting to see how the food was created, where it came from, how did it integrate into the other countries. It's it's fascinating stuff. Mm-hmm. And you're and I mean, if you want to, right? I was going to say, if you want to, you could try cooking your paella with a beer. Right? Oh, with I know. something uh, more like more like a darker lager or a pale ale that's going to have those sort of fruit or citrus notes to it. Wow. Uh, it's something that I definitely would want to give a shot to. I mean, paella is a little bit complicated for me right now with the uh, with my kitchen. I'm down to one burner uh, <laughs> due to some unfortunate uh, pan accident. But, <laughs> right? Yeah. 
So your your burner is on the DL. <laughs> yes, yeah, okay. definitely. All right, uh, Matt. What is your favorite Spanish food to cook at home? Matt is a very skilled cook in the kitchen. So when he gives you the alcohol pairings, a lot of times he has already cooked some cuisine. Have you tried any Spanish cuisine in your kitchen, Matt? Any other cuisine? Uh, well, I haven't done a ton of Spanish cooking, but I will say that trying to make anything uh, Spanish, I, I would lean more towards chorizo. I have some experience with nice. like making that a lot. And uh, really, I think just keeping uh, those simple sort of Spanish tapas-style dishes in mind, you know, uh, a simple plate of shrimp just done in you know, garlic and a little bit of butter. Uh, you know, Spanish food doesn't have to be complicated, right. right? To do that sort of menu, and that's one of the things uh, that I love about it. So I, I really think that, or really, to me, if you can get yourself some of that Iberico ham and make a nice little meat and cheese plate, do the whole meat and cheese board for your friends at your next uh, go to. I think that would blow anybody out of the water. Because uh, tasting that, having those morsels, it's, it's hard to go back to, you know, ShopRite brand. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> that. And what's interesting, Matt, is I, I know people that love Spain. And, uh, mm-hmm. and I actually once knew a guy that could go anywhere in the world and he would always go to Spain, which that is my, uh, that is why I love this episode about Spain. Have you been to Spain? I know you, I know you travel. Have you been there? Uh, I have not gotten the chance to go to Spain yet. Uh, it's definitely on the list. Um, I mean, I, I don't get how anybody could not want to go to say Barcelona. Or exactly. Uh, I would, I would also love to visit the more mountainous region uh, up near France because things get a little bit different up there. And then uh, how they do their food maybe leans a little more French. Uh, you have different wines, different beers, and it's you know sort of its own unique experience and, within uh, that country. And so like I'm, I like I'm I, eager to get over there when I can. And like I told you, I know a guy had all the money in the world could go anywhere in the world, and he would always go to Spain every year. So that that makes it interesting to me, you know what I mean? If you have the money and the resource, oh, yeah. if you have the money and the resources to go anywhere in the world and you choose Spain, that's pretty interesting, you know what I mean? So that was pretty cool. I want to lead everybody to lastoutmedianetwork.com and one of our episodes in there is our episode all about Italy and Italian cuisine. And if you uh, we are getting nothing but rave reviews about Matt's segment on Italian food. You did an outstanding job. Uh, people complimenting on you on your wine pairings and your alcohol pairings with Italian cuisine. So I want to let the listeners know we might have new listeners. Uh, go to lastoutmedianetwork.com. Uh, look for our Italian show, and Matt hit a home run. Matt, we have one minute. Give all your plugs. Tell us about that great podcast. Tell us about your writing for lastoutmedianetwork.com, and we got one minute. Go ahead, Matt. Okay, so rapid-fire version, if you want to hear more uh, about my beer pairings and what I think about Philadelphia sports, you're going to want to check out the Sporting Chance podcast that is on Apple, 
podcast. It is also on SoundCloud and Anchor as well. Check any of those out. Uh, tune in to lastoutmedia.com for more sports writing, uh, if that's your thing. As Also, we're expanding our podcast range and our food coverage. You'll find Learn About World Cuisine. You'll find Dining on a Dime. You'll find two lists from Kevin Wilson. There one we go. about cheeseburgers, one about cheesesteaks, <laughs> uh, both of which really, really interesting. Uh, opened my light to, uh, I think, three or four different places that I now have to try. <laughs> yeah, well, like I said, if you go to my website, phillyrestaurantreviews.com, I have like 600, <laughs> all with photos. <laughs> Matt, thank you very much. Uh, I want to thank you for your Input and uh, Dining on a Dime is now on Last Out Media Network. So we'll be talking to you soon. Awesome. Uh, looking forward to it. I'm glad I can now cross-promote without feeling bad. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Okay, we're going to go to break. Peter DeFeo is, is waiting. He will be on the line when we get back from break. Let's go to break. You can follow Dining on a Dime on Facebook at facebook.com. That's uh, forward slash Dining on a Dime, the number one. On Twitter, at Dining on a Dime, the number one. Instagram, KJW1972. And for sponsorship opportunities, starting as low as $200 per episode, email us at diningonadime at yahoo.com. Okay, we are back. We are so excited because we want to talk to our co-host, Peter DeFeo, uh, star of The Sopranos, American Gangster. He's a world traveler. He's going to give you the real-life experience in Spain. Peter, go ahead. Hey, how you doing? Outstanding. How's it going today? Outstanding. Very good. Let's, Very good. Let's talk about yeah. Spain. Oh, let's talk about Spain. Let's talk about Madrid. Absolutely. Uh, Madrid, Madrid is in the center of Spain, and it is the capital. It is a big city. There's a lot going on in Madrid. You can double your weight if you try all the food. <laughs> I believe I, I believe it'll take months to try each bit of food in every restaurant. They seem to be competing with each other. Every restaurant has different type of food. Who makes the best food with pork, uh, with uh, fish, with soup? Uh, it's, it's really interesting. I've never seen anything like it. Uh, it has, a, of course, a Spanish taste, but it's quite a variety of food throughout the whole area. Uh, in sausages, they put pork. Uh, it's just amazing. And every single uh, cafe, restaurant that you would go in, the food is different, right next to each other. And it, there are many, many, many cafes and restaurants. Uh, these people love to live off of uh, food. Um, but the people are thin. And there's a lot of old people. So they must be doing something that works, something that's right. And the food is reasonable. The dinner, let's call it uh, soup uh, with, with a dinner uh, that would be little bits of meat or fish uh, with some sort of a sauce on top of it. Uh, they would finish it with a baked Alaska. Nice. Ice cream on, on fire as they deliver it to your table. How about that? And... Uh, some, some drinks. All that costs $30 total for a couple. Oh! I mean, you, you can't beat anything like that. You gotta love first that. Time I was in Madrid, for first time I was in Madrid, it was like 10 bucks. You know, uh, 
but that was a lot of years ago. Right. Um, yeah. Meat cut up into little tiny, when I say bits, they're about an inch by two inch bits. Uh, they're cooked, baked. Uh, you could squeeze a lemon on top of them. A half a, they, they you know, deliver them with, with lemon or their sauce. Um, I could go on and on about the food in Madrid. Uh, it's just Peter. a variety. These people, I think, are creating new food as you go from one restaurant to the other. But if you tried to hit them all and you go back, uh, they would have changed and uh, because of the competition. And I was just, uh, I was just telling, I was telling our listeners, it's nice, you know, they can go to Wikipedia and find out facts. But the special thing about this show, and this is why we have traveler podcast people that love our show, is because you've been there. I mean, you have been oh, yeah. to Madrid. It's, we're not just telling them stuff that they can find on Wikipedia. You have been there. So let's talk more about what was your experience at the dining. Is there anything different that they do when they uh, dine out? Yeah, good. Well, well there's, a, there's a lot different. Um, first off, I was shocked to see uh, people coming to the win window of their apartments in the nude. Uh, yes. I mean, it was just. It was shocking to me. We talked uh, about no, that. They, they, it was like every day, you know. They uh, they just they must do it. Yes. Um, I uh, they said that they said that they had the largest bullfighting ring in the world until Mexico built one, and they were <laughs> pretty upset about it. Wow. Uh, the the, the uh, that was my first bullfight was in Madrid, and it, it was it was awesome. Uh, I felt bad for the bull because the bull. Um, and I did a painting of the whole thing. Uh, the bull won the, the round. And wow. The bull, can't, the bull can't win. So they have these uh, uh, picadors that come out, uh, picadors on horses. And they have poles with knives on the end. And they stab the bull and let him bleed. This bull just wouldn't die. This bull is so tough. <laughs> so finally they had to go out there and they had to go out there and kill him. I mean, he actually uh, gouged the... Uh, um, Manador, and they carry him around the whole Manador, around the whole uh, place, showing everybody that he had been gouged. I, but when I went, uh, when I checked the history on it, this is how they get their meat. Instead of just killing a bull and then giving it to the whole town, it's it's like an ordeal they go through, and uh, they they do this. They've been doing this bullfighting for many many years uh, in order to feed the people of the town. How about that? Just, uh, Rather than just killing the bull. Let's repeat that. Cause that, that let's repeat that, Peter, because I find that fascinating. So they kill the bull, and then they feed the town with the meat? Is that right? Yes. yes. Wow. Yes. And that, that's how it started. Uh, because I asked them, I said, what's, what's the heck going on? The bull won. Uh, the bull can't win? You know, well, no, the bull can't win. <laughs> right. No, no, matter, no matter how good the bull is, the bull never wins. How about that? So uh, that, that was that. So, so that that was uh, you know that was uh, Madrid. Madrid's a big city. There's a lot going on. A lot of competition. They're very competitive people. Very nice people. Uh, they're they're thin. They, and a lot of old people there. I'm surprised how many old people with all the pork that they uh, like to eat. But right. they also eat all sorts of fish and what have you. So I I wanted to go to Toledo. Absolutely. Uh, Toledo Toledo's just a small uh, hop skip and a jump. And we, we got we got a little, little bus and, and went over to Toledo, and uh, I, I travel. I don't go with a, with a group. 
I always travel, you know, myself and just go, and or, you know, with my wife. Right. And um, Toledo is a very interesting town. Uh, they have one of the oldest synagogues, cathedrals, and uh, mosque in all of Europe, 13th, dating back to the 13th century. Wow. Um, the synagogue still had a dirt floor on it. It was down at the bottom of these steps, like handmade steps, and you went into it, and it was open to the outside, and, and there was still a dirt floor on it. I found it very, in- very interesting. That is interesting. Now, of course— yeah, El Greco did the paintings in the cathedral. And El Greco was a, a, a master of art, not like uh, Michelangelo or da Vinci. Right. Uh, these, Michelangelo and da Vinci were inventors, and they were sculptors. And the, and the popes forced them to do art. But there's also a science to mix in the paint. The, the paintings that uh, El Greco did Looked like they were done yesterday with acrylics. They were in perfect shape. Right. In perfect shape. Just really beautiful. And they would brag about it. You know, yeah, these are nothing like they did in Italy. They're like, you know, we have the best, uh, we had the best artists here. And right. he was. He, 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 was, he was fantastic. How about his that? Kitchen. Went, went to his kitchen, and uh, he had uh, everything in that kitchen. It was, it was almost everything. Wow. You can you, you, you see he lived very, very well. They took really good care of him. And he had an open fire pit. He had an oven, a fake oven. But, but he didn't have a microwave. <laughs> 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 That's interesting. In the church at El Greco that, that he painted, uh, oh, uh, it, it was... It, it was it was just beautiful. It was it was like it was remodeled yesterday. Wow! Uh, the food, the food, the food in that town was just. It's a small town, and fish or pork soup with beans in it, um, fresh uh, grapes, bananas, and bread. That they have little pieces of bread that they make, not loaves of bread like we have in America here. Uh, and the bread was cooked in the stone ovens. And uh, bits of uh, wine or water, uh, your choice, uh, but not the variety that you had in Madrid. Uh, it, it was just, you know, basic, you know, basic uh, uh, food, Spanish food. Wow. So from there, from there, from there, we went back to Madrid, and we flew up to uh, Barcelona. Now, Barcelona is northeast. It's quite a trip. It's it's not your hop, skip, and a jump. Uh, you know, like like uh, going from uh, Madrid right. over to uh, Toledo. Um, that is a trip in itself, and but it's worth it. It's absolutely worth it. I, I don't know if you ever knew this or not. Well, you know, I'm an artist, right? Uh, but I, I I am also an architect designer, and I've designed all the buildings that I've ever built and owned over the years. Oh I took wow! Courses at Princeton. Yeah, I took courses at Princeton. And at Wharton School, um, the Barcelona architect just had me dazed. How about it was that? So, it, was, it was so loose. It was so free. So much freedom. But the flow of the buildings, the way I would look, I would look it up. In, in and in if you can't get there, at least look up the architecture. It, it, is, it, is, it is just, the architecture is just 
and, and what's interesting what's interesting to me when I was writing the show was that Spain is actually known for their artists. Uh, some of the biggest artist names in the art uh, business are from Spain. So that was interesting. Yeah. And I also found out that Spain uh, has a life expectancy, Peter, of 83. So that proves your point. Uh, the average life expectancy in Spain is 83 years old. And that proves your point. Oh, there you go. That proves your point of what yeah. you were saying about the elderly that you saw there. Most interesting thing that you experienced in Spain, Peter, what do you think? Well, um, um, with each place was different. I really enjoyed uh, Toledo because of the history and seeing El Greco's artwork. Nice. Being an artist. Right. Uh, that, that, that was very exciting. Uh, of course, just traveling and being there uh, was something else. Uh, Barcelona, uh, that architecture just blew me away. But there's there's more than, than architecture there. And they have a different style of, of living. Uh, they take food. Uh, 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 you know, food is, of course, Spanish. Right. But not... But, but, but not uh, the matter that we think of, uh, they have many, many cafes, uh, cafes one after the other, but they're all, they all have pretty much the same food, which is different than we saw in Madrid. Right. And, and you could buy, but you don't buy food like you do in America where, you know, you have a big meal, great big, you know, thing. Half of the time you either have to throw it away or carry it with you. Uh, they sell it in small little uh, bits, and you could buy two or three bits. You could buy bits on a stick. Uh, you you could buy you know bits in a little cup, and go from one place to the other. They have. Uh, they also have, uh, which is a little different, Spanish omelets, uh, peppers and eggs, nice cardamom and, and squash, ham. Uh, the streets are just lined with these cafes that all have the same food. But what I recommend is when you go there, you, you grab some bits and uh, you go to the next one. You spend all day. They spend all day eating, but but they don't eat a lot of food. How about that? Uh, small portions. Small portions. They have a great uh, style of living. Uh, they eat here and they eat there and the next – and they, they, not, not the three meals way. Um, I thought about it, and, you know, what what is the three meals – Way, what the heck's going on with the three meals way? Why, why do we have the three meals right. going on? Um, I'll tell you what, Peter. Peter, Peter, hold that thought. Yeah. We're going to go to our final commercial. When you come back, we're going to get your, your promotions for yourself. I want to do a 10 minutes more of these facts. Lots of good stuff here. Uh, the spacesuit was invented in Spain in 1935. I want to get to those. But when we come back, you're going to give your plugs and then we're we're going to go on to the facts, okay, Peter? So hold on through hold on through commercial, and then you're going to get to promote yourself to the world. Hold on. Check out our new podcast, Learn About World Cuisine, where we travel to a different country from around the world each week and give you fascinating facts about both the country and the cuisine. Our world traveler gives you his real-life experience in the country 
and our wine expert gives you the best wine pairings with your cuisine. Our podcast is available on all platforms, or you can simply Google Learn About World Cuisine to listen to the show. Okay, we are back. Uh, we're on the line with our uh, world traveler, Peter DeFeo. I want to make sure everyone knows all about Peter. So Peter's going to give you the places he can be reached uh, and then anything else. And then I want to do 10 minutes, Peter, of fascinating facts because I got lots of stuff here that is really interesting. So give your plugs, tell the folks where they can reach you, and then give a final word about Spain. Yeah, Pete. Right. Well, the final word, uh, to sum up Spain, Madrid is the biggest, has the biggest variety. It is the capital. All cafes, restaurants are competing to be different with each other. And they would need, uh, as I said, you would need a hell of a long time trying to taste every bit of food that they have in that town. Right. It, it would be an impossible test. Toledo is, is not that exciting as far as food is concerned. It's just basic Spanish. And its um, attraction, of course, is the art, the churches, and uh, the mosque, and the history. Uh, Barcelona is more of a class city, very classy. Uh, beautiful architecture, food habits, and style of living is fantastic. Nice. So, so about um, how I thought about living there. I said, geez, I, I, I love <laughs> this place. I'd, I'd like to be moving. Uh, the prices are reasonable. I, I I could enjoy Barcelona in the long term. And real quick, Pete, Pete, I just want to interject real quick. I have a buddy of mine that could travel the world anywhere he wanted in the world. He had enough money to do it, and he chose Spain. Isn't that something? He would yeah. go to Spain every year. Oh, yeah. He could have went anywhere in oh, the world, yeah. and he chose Spain. Go ahead, Pete. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a good choice. Don't miss Spain. You will enjoy all of its beauty. Uh, I mean, I'm not. Spain's not paying me. I'm not getting paid, you know, uh, for, right. for saying that. Uh, I'm just, I'm just telling you from my heart. Don't miss Spain because there's so much variety going on there. How about uh, that? It, it, it is awesome. Well, let's let's uh, learn learn more about Peter DeFeo. Tell us where we can reach you, where we can find you, etc. Pete. Okay, you can look me up on international movie uh, data and uh, IMDB, and um, you could look me up on YouTube, Peter DeFeo, and you could look me up, Peter DeFeo Fine Artist. Uh, now, I have to tell you that the site, Peter DeFeo Fine Artist, is a little messed up right now because I had a site with about three to 500 paintings on it, and whoever stole the paintings from my site, right. They made this other site up, Peter DeFeo <laughs> Fine Artist. Right. My, my site was just Peter DeFeo Artist. And, and they, they, oh, what they did, it, it's, just, it's just horrible. My site's destroyed. I have to build a new site. It's going to cost me a fortune. They I put malware on it. Uh, go, go Daddy tried, but they couldn't do it. And uh, so uh, I'm, I'm back to trying to get my site back up. So the only place you can see my artwork now is to go in a site that was stolen from me. And uh, we're closing in on the guy that did it. Uh, well, we, have a, we have a feeling that we, we uh, have tracked him down. And believe it or not, he's a friend of mine. So uh, oh, wow. if you want to call it a friend. Yeah, oh, yeah. That, because I was wondering how he knew so much about the paintings. Uh, because we had talked about them. And I showed them in my, my first site. Right. And you're uh, starting people into acting, correct? How can they get a hold of you for oh, that? Yes. 
Oh, yeah. Well, they, they could call me at 610-565-2000. That's my, uh, you could text to that line, at or, and you could send me uh, your resume or what interest you have to Peter DeFeo, actor, A-C-T-O-R, at gmail.com. I'm in the middle of quite a few movies nice. uh, and, and TV, TV shows. Uh, we've uh, come out of the uh, uh, pandemic. Uh, SAG, Screen Actors Guild, has right. allowed us to, uh, to uh, start making movies, but what we have to do is get tested. Nice. And I've been tested so many times. Up the nose, uh, blood you know, uh, work. When you get on site, they have a nurse, costing a $1,000 a day, and there's well, two nurses, and they, they uh, test you. They they uh, weigh you, they, they check to see if you have any fever or right. anything. And Pete, Pete, real quick, because we only got a minute, uh, tell the folks you were in The Sopranos, you were in American Gangster, uh, you have over 100 movies to your credits, correct? Oh, yeah, over 100. I've, I've been principal or starred in uh, many, many movies, Sleeping with the Fishes, uh, the last movie Mickey Rooney did, Saddle Up. Uh, I don't think that's released yet. Right. Uh, I've been I've been in uh, American Gangster. Uh, I was in Invincible. Uh, I was Vince Appel's father. In fact, okay. Vince Appel, when he sees me, he calls me dad. You know. And somebody and, uh, somebody told somebody told me that they didn't know who you were until they saw your face. So we'll put a photo of you on the learn. Just go to Facebook, Learn World Cuisine, and it's Learn World Cuisine on Facebook. Look us up, and we'll have a photo, of Peter, on the. On the Facebook page, because uh, I had people uh, email me saying they didn't know who you were until they saw a photo of you. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I've, I've played so, so many roles. Uh, you could look me up on Facebook also and yes. see some of my photographs there. Nice. Peter, thank you so much for your input. We're going to end the show uh, with more fascinating facts. Thank you, Peter. We'll see you for our Portugal show in two weeks. Oh, great. Great. Oh, Portugal. Uh-oh. Thank you, buddy. We're looking forward to it. Bye-bye. Thanks, pal. Okay, let's get back because I have a lot of really interesting things about Spain. We have about eight minutes left in the podcast, and I want to get to these because these are really fascinating stuff. Uh, Like I told you with Peter on the line, the first spacesuit, the first astronaut spacesuit was invented in Spain in 1935. Uh, driving in flip-flops in Spain is actually illegal. So if you get pulled over by the police, and this is good for our travelers, if you get pulled over by the police and you're in flip-flops, that's actually illegal. Uh, Portugal and Spain, we're going to do Portugal in two weeks. Portugal and Spain provide most of the world's cork. So if you're opening that bottle of wine, that cork more than likely came from Spain or Portugal. I wanted to touch on this with Peter, I forgot, but Spain was not a participant in the First or Second World War. They had a civil war from 1936 to 1939 that killed half a million people. Uh, The first known stapler was invented in Spain, so you would not be able to staple those papers together unless it was for an inventor in Spain. 
A mop and a bucket was invented in Spain in 1856. So not only is that fascinating that a mop and a bucket was invented in Spain, but the fact that a mop and a bucket have been around since 1856 is pretty interesting. Uh, Spanish rice is not a thing in Spain. So if you guys are going to your little rice-a-roni and it says Spanish rice, they don't even know what that is in Spain. That is not an authentic uh, cuisine. The United States has more Spanish-speaking people than Spain, but obviously the U.S. is a lot more people, so that's probably why. Uh, but the U.S. has more Spanish-speaking people than Spain, and that's probably because of the size difference. If you are in Madrid, now this is another helpful tip to our travelers. If you're in Madrid, it is actually illegal to walk more than eight dogs. So if you're in Madrid and you want to do a dog walking uh, gig, make sure you have less than eight dogs or it's illegal. Uh, one of the most famous art museums in the world is located in Madrid. Uh, Spain has the 14th largest economy in the world. Uh, their currency is a euro, so you're going to have to go. I think I saw a place in Center City, Philadelphia, that they'll exchange your currency. Spain has the oldest lighthouse. Uh, you, can, you can spend two years in prison for slandering their royal family. Spain leads the world in organ donation, which I thought was interesting. So the entire world, and think about the population of the U.S. compared to Spain. Uh, there are more organ donors in Spain than anywhere else in the world. They originally had planned to build the Eiffel Tower in Spain. Forty uh, percent, this is a good one to know, too, because I had a person contact me many years ago and said she was going to move to Spain, and I found this stat interesting. Forty percent of new businesses are created by women in Spain. So if you're an entrepreneur and you want to try another country to get your product started in, 40% of new businesses in Spain were created by women. Uh, El Diablo restaurant in Spain grills its food over an, a volcano. <laughs> Some of the worlds, we talked about this with Peter DeFeo, some of the world's most famous painters are in uh, Spanish. Wind power is very important in Spain. Uh, Spain has the second most mountainous regions in all of Europe. And living expenses, it's going to cost you a couple dollars to go to Spain. And like I told you about that world traveler friend of mine, he had enough money to go to anywhere in the world. He chose Spain. So I thought that was neat. Uh, home to the world's large, oldest restaurant. So the oldest restaurant in the entire world is located in Spain. Uh, Spanish is spoken in 44 countries around the world. Here is the festival that I told you guys about. La Tomatina is the popular festival in Spain, and they literally throw thousands of tomatoes during that festival. Uh third largest wine producer in the world is Spain. Bull is the national anth uh, the national animal in Spain is the bull, and that's probably why they got the running of the bulls there. Uh, many people believe that Spain is derived from the word that means land of rabbits. Spain has 4,970 miles of beaches. 
It had the lowest birth rate in the world in the year 2000. Uh, bullfighting has been popular for thousands of years. So you guys see that little news clip every year about the running of the bulls? That's actually been going on for thousands upon thousands of years. Uh, 22% are smokers. So if you guys are uh, smokers, 22% of the population in Spain smokes. And that's it. That's going to wrap up our great episode about Spain. Keep in mind what separates us from all other travel shows, and I've gotten emails from people about this, is that we bring on Peter DeFeo. Peter DeFeo was in American Gangster. He's in hundreds of mo- over 100 movies. Uh, we not only tell you stuff that you can find on Wikipedia, but we actually give you a real-life experience, and then we give you alcohol pairings with the cuisine. If you enjoyed today's show, we're going to have a lot of new listeners to this show. If you enjoyed today's show, you can go to lastoutmedianetwork.com and you can uh, hear our most recent shows. Our Italian show by far is our most popular. We broke down Italy and we talked about Italian cuisine and uh, that is by far our most popular show. That show has gotten rave reviews. A lot of people loved Matt's input on the alcohol pairings with Italian cuisine. Uh, We also have a show about Russia, China. Uh, We did a couple of the island shows. Uh, Samoa and Bora Bora are on our platform. Lastoutmedianetwork.com to see those. We're down to our last minute. Here's how you find the show. Go to Facebook and uh, like our page. It's called Learn World Cuisine. I took the word about out. So it's just Learn World Cuisine on Facebook at Learn About World Cuisine on Twitter, Learn About World Cuisine on Instagram. And our next show will be in two weeks from today. It will be all about Portugal. Portugal is the native country uh, cuisine of Emerald Lagasse. So we're going to have a lot of food to talk about on that episode. Thank you all for tuning in. We'll see you in two weeks. You can follow Dining on a Dime on Facebook at facebook.com. That's uh, forward slash Dining on a Dime, the number one. On Twitter, at Dining on a Dime, the number one. Instagram, KJW1972. And for sponsorship opportunities, starting as low as $200 per episode, email us at Dime at yahoo.com.